It's time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome back to another edition of Bump and Run, a little bit of a lapsed edition. We seem to have a few lapses at this time yeah. of year, even though you think this is slow time, but uh, a bunch of stuff going on, and you have ice skating, and you have ice skating. I don't know why I call it ice skating. You have figure well, skating they, and they uh, skate on ice. CFL, <laughs> CFL football that you also do, so it's uh, yeah. it's a very different uh, time of year for you, and uh, I have just relaxing time. I just don't like to work as much this time of year. Yeah, but you were out. You were in Basically, Florida, right? Yeah, I was in Florida. I spent some time with Ricky Fowler and Greg yeah. Norman, who... Wasn't very nice. Wasn't wouldn't interview with me. So what, <laughs> it's a long Greg story. No, he oh, turned it down. Oh, so he got go. he got cranky because he had to do too many interviews, and they asked if I would mind not doing it, and I said no, that's <laughs> fine. So, but I did have a great interview with uh, uh, with Jason Duffner and played a little Papa shot with him. New Cobra guy. A Cobra guy, new Cobra guy, just announced, and uh, uh, a very good interview, by the way. Jay, yeah, uh, he Jason is. Duffner. He's a good. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I like Jason Duffner. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to catch up a little bit on the President's Cup picks that were made, finalized last year. Mm-hmm. And just before last we week. get into... Yeah, last year. So I say last year? Yeah, <laughs> last week. Um, just before we get into uh, individual ones, mm-hmm. and individual picks, what did you think overall um, in both sides? Um, I'm not surprised at the American selections. Um, you know, Captain Tiger Woods... Pretty much went with nine, ten, and an eleven, I believe, or nine, ten, and twelve, and then himself. Which right. once he won in Japan, I think uh, everybody in the golf world thought he was picking himself because he played extremely well. He looked really good. Um, so I, nobody's. I don't think we're all at all surprised. And and at the in the Presidents Cup, he really only has to play one team session before the singles. So. Right. You know, how he decides to put himself out there is up to him, but he really only has to play one event. I guess the only the only guy missing might have been Ricky Fowler, but right. it kind of turns out that, A, well, he hasn't played right. he hasn't at played all because he's, been, uh, because he's got married. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess on his honeymoon, he got some kind of a bug. That's right. <laughs> that kind of held him back a little bit, and um, so he really hasn't played. It's funny, I saw him down at this event a week ago, and I asked him, I said, if you, this was before the picks, I said, have you had any phone calls from Tiger Woods? And he kind of had this smirk on his face, which made me think that maybe he had got a call from him. Right. Um, but he still may get into the team if uh, um, if Brooks Kepka's knee is not ready to go, right. although I'm, it might be, it still might be because he hasn't played much. They might go with a guy like, say, Kisner right, or exactly. someone like that. Well, and but, Ricky was uh, supposed to play in Mexico and pulled out of that, so. Yes, that's right. That's right. So he's still not obviously 100%, mm-hmm. or else he's just enjoying his time off. Um, and he, I mean, he looked like he didn't look like he was ailing in any way when I saw right. him. He hit some shots. He uh, drove around. We were, this this is a Cobra event, and it was at uh, a racetrack, and they had uh, Ferraris and Lamborghinis, and he was driving around at racetrack and this thing. I obviously he goes there a fair bit because he has his own helmet. He has his own driving oh, helmet. Right. So <laughs> I said to him, I said, it's kind of like going up against uh, in the bowling alley against a guy who's got his own bowling ball. You know, I don't really <laughs> think that I have a chance, but not that it was a race by any means. No. But anyway, it's, so the American team, I think, is. Almost uh, as predicted. What did you think about Patrick Reed? Um, you know, I think because Tiger has a good relationship with Patrick Reed, um, you know, I think he got picked. Like, I, you know, I think people are a little bit surprised because of how he threw. He seemed to throw people under the bus after their uh, tough loss in Paris at the Ryder Cup. But in the end, he was playing well at the time. 
and he has played well in these team events before. So, you know, obviously he didn't burn any bridges or else he wouldn't be on the team. Um, and we don't know if any players fought for him or not. Um, and plus, you know, there's a few guys who have never played on teams before on this team. Cantley and Xander Shoffley and and Gary Woodland. So, yeah. you know, again, I don't, he, he kind of just went down the list, right? And skipped Ricky. I think Ricky, because he didn't play. It's really that simple. You don't know what you would have gotten out of him. And yeah, I guess it's I guess that's right. I think, and and apparently Patrick Reed said in a press conference this week that um, that he you know they they talked about what happened at, in France afterwards, and uh, he said he sort of talked with the whole team there. So I don't right. know. It's interesting. I just I thought they might give him a little time out if they, right. but maybe they just felt that he was just too good to overlook, and his play in with the exception of last year, his play in this is is pretty darn good. So yeah, exactly. So it's. Uh you know, not surprising. You know, and then the the international side. You know, I kind of, I'm, I'm not necessarily surprised there. I thought, you know, I thought there was an outside chance that uh, we could have got two Canadians in there, mm-hmm. uh, but in the end, I think Ernie went with Adam because he played the last events and he puts well. Um, I did you did you get a sense when he was on? There was a conference call where he was announcing yes. it. I almost got this sense that there was like a quota, like he had to have one from South America and right. one from Korea and one from Canada because he sort of came down and made it sound like it was either going to be Corey or Adam, which right. exactly. sort of is weird. It is weird. I think, you know, at this this has always been the deal with the internationals, right? We don't know how cohesive a unit they are because they're from what they got. I think they're represented by seven different countries. Yeah. Um, you know, it's different, the Ryder Cup. The Euros, they travel together, they play together all the time. I don't know if the international players play together all the time with, you, you know, like how, you know, how Tom Lee, who's on that I, team, I don't know how often he plays with the rest of the international players. I don't know if Adam Hadwin has played much with Joaquin Neiman. Right, exactly. You know, things like that. Yeah. Like, you kind of wonder about these situations. I did uh, exchange texts with Corey Connors after the announcement, and you could tell he was pretty disappointed, mm-hmm. um, and I think rightly so. He played really well, in the, especially leading in those last tournaments leading up to it. He had worked a little bit with Mike Weir to sort of say, which tournament do you think I should play? Um, but I think he took the high ground, as, a, as you would expect from him. He sort of said, I'm going to use this to kind of build my game stronger so next time I can make the, the team. And um, on points, yeah. I would I would guess that he would have been the number number five pick. I'm not I think I, I'm so. just guessing that. But I think so. Like you know it's again like we we've said on this podcast before, his game is perfect for teams. Except for putting, right? Except, right, except for the putting, which again I'm not familiar with the layout of, of Royal Melbourne, but you know, I'm sure they could they could kind of you know, make it so that maybe he's not putting as much in alternate shot in the fo- in in the in the foursomes. Uh, yeah. But you know, if you need a guy, like if you're on a if if you put him with say a birdie machine like a Jason Day, right? If you put him mm-hmm. with a hot hand, and you just say, you know what, Corey's going to be in play. If Corey keeps him keeps the team in play on every hole, he's going to make his yeah. birdies too. Yeah. But then the other guy can just go start firing. Now you have to now you have to sit there and look at uh, who's going to play with who, right? Um, but the, the bigger concern here is, you know, we focus so much on who's going to get picked and who's going to make the team, and is a Canadian going to be there, and is Tiger going to get picked? Again, though, now you have the team teams complete. 
And it just looks like it's going to be another yeah. uh, trouncing of the Americans over them. I mean, yeah. there's 11 American players ranked higher than the top-ranked international player. Right. Matt Kuchar it, at 22 is the lowest-ranked American. It's just... It's crazy. I don't know what they I don't know what they do with this event to try it's and a, make it at least palatable. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's not... To me, it almost, having been to this and having been to Ryder Cups, this one feels too often like a little bit more like a... A skins game, you know, like a made-for-TV event, and I just, I don't know, it, uh, like I would love to see this be competitive, and it would be great. I mean, the only other time they won was in Australia, so maybe the crowd here will get them going. Right. And if you can get a get a few points on the board early, who knows? Maybe the Americans will start thinking back to last year in France, mm-hmm. and I doubt it, but maybe yeah, I doubt it. But that first session, I agree, is uh, is is super important. Um, you know, if the American, if the internationals get behind, it's just you know. You know, again, part of, I think, Ernie L's thinking that, you know, you look at the team and you have about, you know, with Abraham Answer and Hao Tung Lee and C.T. Pan and Cam Smith and Sun J.M. And, you know, you got you got guys that haven't been through the battles. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have the scar tissue that Adam Scott has and Matsuyama and Ustase and Jason Day. And Jason Day. Like, these guys have been beaten over and over and over again. I think I think that's good. For the that I think that part, even though most of them are rookies, that's good for the for the international team because you know you need some guys that haven't haven't been through haven't been through these wars or these <laughs> been, battles and and it's because they've been beaten so handily so many times. Yeah, I don't know. It's just hard to imagine, hard to believe that this is going to be anything but an American victory here. But I, I, I really agree. hope. All I really hope, even if it is an American victory, at least I hope it comes down to the last few, last day even. Right, <laughs> just keep it close. Last few singles matches. Yeah, because right. it hasn't been close going into the singles. Like, And they're starting with, I believe, foursomes. Yeah. I believe Ernie picked foursomes to start. So, you know, you know, alternate shot could we'll be see. good for them. Um, I've, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I was kind of looking back and um, thinking about how do you make this more competitive or how do you give the, Americans uh, or the give the internationals a little bit more help, and I know Nick Price was adding asking for a more captain's picks, which he got, mm-hmm. and perhaps you know some some other format changes that might just help the internationals a little bit. And um, he was mad because when he was dealing with Tim Fincham, he said he said that Tim just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I remember after the last Presidents Cup at Liberty National, uh, you know they asked Steve Stricker, "Do you think they should change the format to make this a little bit more competitive?" And I was surprised. He said, "Nope." Why? Why would we do that? We like winning. You know, exactly. but I, I don't know if they see the bigger perspective of uh, look, guys. You gotta, you gotta sit here and sit here and realize, and realize, realize um, it's not going to be to your advantage. You need an event that's got some some drama in it, and this yeah. simply doesn't have any right now. And it, it hasn't. And you know, again, there's no there's no animosity. No, between both sides, right? Like the international players predominantly play on the PGA Tour, right? So they're, they they they. You know, they all play together. You know, before when there was a Ryder Cup, it was those guys were playing more in Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. and then there's a real hate on for that ride. They want to win, and they, and there's a real hate on This just doesn't have the history of nothing, of anything, but, you know, it's a nice exhibition. Nothing makes the it event. It seems like more, sometimes, right? Nothing would make the event better than if the Americans got spanked because there's nothing in the right. world that's better than spanking the Americans in sports because, let's face it, they are pretty good at most sports. So. Right. You know, um, even even that tie, 
right? In South Africa. Yeah. That you was know, it, it was good, but it, it kind of avoided, like, they were trying to figure out what they were going to do, right, with the tie because they, forgot, they were going to Because they forgot and, to put it in the rules of what happens. Like, right, there was no Jack, rules of Jack if Nicholas, you have a match. Yeah, Jack Nicholas kept saying, no, no, if it's a tie, we retain the cup in this. And the right. players said, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. There was nothing in the rules that said that, right. so they came to like even that sort of controversy ended in something amicable where they tied the match. And you know, you, there's the famous shot of Jack and Gary putting their hands up in the air and united, right? Yeah, but at least that doesn't do anything for it. Well, like, at least at least that way the the internet. I always think of that one as the internationals fighting back a little bit um, yeah. in some some respects. So maybe it wasn't horrible, but. Anyway, um, let's let's move on a little bit from that because that's uh, we're going to be talking about that until it happens in December, which yeah, is it's a few only weeks away. only a month away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Mayakoba, which is uh, on the PGA Tour schedule this week, and a whole boat full of Canadians playing in the field, including Ben Silverman, who Monday qualified. Um, I had a chance to spend some time with Ben out at Cabot for the RBC Scramble a few weeks ago, and uh, he was planning to do a bunch of Monday qualifying and try and get into some of these events and see what he can do. But, um, um, boy, there's a, there's some good stories there. And of course the, the whole thing, what happened last year with Matt Kuchar and the caddy. Yeah. Um, I can't believe he went back. I know. Well, right? he's a defending champion. Oh yeah, I back, guess right there. Right? I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He kind of has to, but he huh. did, he did say in his press conference, I thought he was pretty good. He said it was a learning experience. It was not a very good experience. You know, it was a, right. something he's not very proud of. Um, so he's saying all the right things now. It just took him too long to do it and say it. That took a long <laughs> time last year, right? <laughs> the shine, the shine has faded on on Cooch with yeah. some of the stuff that's happened to him in the last year, essentially, right? Since well, it was, pretty, it was it was funny when uh, I was at um, or when I, got, I saw on Instagram at my, when he was at uh, Phoenix this year. He still hadn't paid. That's in February. He still hadn't righted the wrong here with the caddy, right? And. He, <laughs> and they were uh, at that famous 16th hole. They were uh, they were all chanting, "Pay your caddy!" Clap, clap, <laughs> clap, clap, clap. So he certainly stuck with them. I know some of his sponsors weren't happy about the whole scenario. So right. uh, I think it kind of was inevitable that something was going to have to happen. On, and course, in some ways, yeah. I guess I guess I'm glad it finally did. But it shouldn't have taken mm-hmm. that long. Shouldn't have taken that long. No, no. agreed. Anyway, um, so at this point in the season, you got a bunch of Canadians who are. Looking for to, looking to play well, and I was I was going to get into Graham Dillette in a second because mm-hmm. he's an interesting story. But I'm going to ask you this question: We we talked about this uh, last week on the radio show, which is you got Adam Hadwin, you got Mackenzie Hughes, you got Nick Taylor, and and you got um, Adam, Corey Connors. Corey Connors, all with one victory. Which one of those guys do you think will be the next one to win? Well, that's a that's a spicy question. Yeah. Um, so it's. I think. I think Corey will win next. Yeah, I, I think it, it could be Corey too. I think maybe he's gonna want to prove something, and he's been working so hard in his game to try and get it yeah. ready for the Presidents Cup that he could do something in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. When he plays um, next, I think RSM. But um, he's yeah, he's a pretty good player, and I think he's getting ma- he's getting maturity in terms of his. Uh, feeling comfortable on a Sunday yeah. afternoon because remember that first one at Valspar a couple of years ago where he yeah. kind of crumbled while Tiger he was crumbled, playing so yeah. well. Yep. And, so. But then he came back and he won. And mm-hmm. again, like the way he hits the ball, like what was this last year? There were two guys in the top ten in strokes gained off the tee and into the green, and it was him and Paul Casey. Yeah. So when you hit the ball like that, you're gonna make you're gonna you're gonna have a hot putt around, despite the fact that putting is 
not the strongest point of his game. You can have a hot putter around and and make some and make good scores. Right. Um, so I, I really, you know, I just think he just hits it so solid. And it's a tough one between him and Adam. I think it's him and Adam, him or Adam because Adam's been close again this year. Yeah. Um, you know, almost came back uh, about a month ago um, when he finished second. Um, but in Napa, I, I think I think Corey. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Graham, who's made his back. He's going to make his fourth mm-hmm. start since returning from his medical exemption. He's basically was out for two years, essentially. Yep. Uh, he has twenty-four tournaments to win enough points that would be equal what he the year that he left off in the top one twenty-five in FedEx Cup. And um, the first three tournaments, he's played you know two missed cuts and a tie for seventieth, so not a lot there. Only one round sub seventy. But yep. um, but I, I just. I still think he's hitting the ball well from what I understand, and I haven't seen too much of him, a couple of shots here and there. But I think it'll take a little while to shake some rust off. But, um, yeah, I agree. you got to think that this guy's going to be good enough and have enough desire to try and make this happen, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think like he, he essentially has his full status, right, because he was on the, on the medical. Yep. So, you know, I think he's just got to get back into plane mode. Like if you look at it, if you look at those first – those first few, like he he made his bir- his share of birdies. It's just you know because he's been out so long, he's made a share of bogeys. Right. Um, so once he once he gets more comfortable with the swing and the back's feeling, you know, stays feeling good, and he just gets back into tournament mode because he, he probably didn't. I don't know how long did he, how long did he really swing a golf club? It was probably yeah. a year and a half before he swung a golf club. Yeah, something and, like that. Uh, he was and he was talking about just the fact that he's got to walk courses now he said most of the time yeah. back home when he was playing he was in a cart with a beer so yeah. it's a very different atmosphere in terms of getting your uh, your your stamina back but he gets you know he gets i think he's probably got what about 20 more tournaments i think so um and then he was at 111 right in fedex points so he needs another i think pat perez was 125 he was at about 376 right so i think um i think you know he needs you know, two top tens really will get him there, right? Yep. Two, three top, two, two, a couple top tens, maybe a couple top twenties will get him there. And you know, he'll he has courses that he likes, and and he'll play. He'll eventually play well. Like you know, his he he, he his Houston Open was promising, right? Because sure. he was you know aside from the seventy seven, he was seventy three, seventy one, seventy. So. You know, and he he always followed up that bad first round with a better second round. Right. Um, on the other two, like Bermuda was what seventy six to sixty nine, and Shriners he was seventy five to seventy two. So, you know, it that that will get more consistent, don't you think? I think so. I think he'll clean things up. I mean, he's never been a great guy with the short game, as we know, right. the putting and the, and the wedge game has been always been his weak spot. But, um, and I think that's the kind of thing that he probably needs to to build on to to save some of these rounds and. And not necessarily, you know, make a make a bunch of long bombs, but but avoid the three putts and those kind of things, and hit balls mm-hmm. a little closer. All that stuff, kind of, I think that's the kind of stuff. I don't know how well you can practice it. You right. certainly can practice on the practice greens, but every shot you face in those is a different situation as opposed to mm-hmm. a drive right. or a, perhaps a long iron or something. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm confident with him. I think he's uh, I think he's going to do well, and uh, it's yeah. nice to see. And it's been a good start for the for a lot of the Canadians in the fall, which is important. Yep. Um, you know, Adam and Corey have good finishes. David Hearns had a, had some good finishes to get his FedEx season started. 
Um, Roger Sloan had a had, had his, has had a decent one. So, you know, these tournament, you know, they, you know, we don't really pay attention a lot to these tournaments. Yeah. But, uh, but you, you know, you have to, you have there's to a, play well a, in these ones. There's a lot of them in there. I'm telling you, it's exactly. not like it's it's like a quarter of the season now, you know, or right. even more. And, so, and you know, with the shortened season. You know right. the the big guys who don't necessarily play a lot now start playing, and it's harder to get into tournaments. Which you know David knows more than anybody from yeah. last year, from his status last year. You know it's hard to get into tournaments, right. so you got to make your hay now that you can, uh, you know, with the, with these tournaments when you can get in. All right. Well, on that note, speaking of getting in, we're going to get out. And, All right. Uh, Let's get out. And uh, as always, uh, you can contact us on Twitter at TSN Golf and at Bob Weeks TSN. Be happy to take your questions and uh, comments and talk about it. But um, for now, I am Run. And I am Bump. We'll talk to you again.